Hello, and welcome to the Euro What from WhatElseIsOn.tv. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by my fellow WEIO Eurovision News and Entertainment Research Division specialists, Ryan Brazell and Ben Smith. We're also joined today by Lindsay Weber from the Who Weekly Podcast. Howdy, folks. Hey, Mike. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. How's everyone doing today? Oh, pretty good. I am trying to drink as much orange juice as possible so as not to get the flu right before I go on vacation. Nice. Good strategy. I am choosing to watch lots of the Olympics instead of doing my homework, so that's great. Always a great strategy right there. Am I supposed to answer now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, hello, uh, thank welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm also watching Olympics, which relates to Eurovision, so I guess I'm like gearing up on my you know, world events to focus really on this world event, the most important world event. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, just watching the opening ceremony is just always great practice for. A few I was trying from now. to. I was trying to say that I was like, "Where you know, this is like Eurovision. If you guys like this, you'd really love Eurovision." I feel like Eurovision could take the like the dancers who were in the middle like in, of the circle that were like doing their little dances for like half an hour as the parade of nations happened. I feel like Eurovision needs that. Truly, and I also think that like there should be more emphasis on K-pop performance, which is insane to me that they're not doing that. Like that would be incredible. Like what an amazing place to in- to kind of introduce more of that to the world and I they are not listening to Eurovision cuz Eurovision would be all over that. <laughs> In fairness, like Korea is not part of the European Broadcasting Union yet. Although it's if they true. if they can get Australia, it's only a, a few years down the road. They would kill in competition if they just sent one of their many fourteen member bands. Like they would, <laughs> they would just sweep it. We also are waiting to hear about Eurovision Asia, right? Oh, Which has been developed as a thing. We just don't have an actual date for when it's going to happen. So that is something to watch for in the next year or so they have like 10 countries already committed to doing it yeah that and they have a website amazing. that hasn't been updated for like six months so they really do need to get on that, that would be yes. amazing but at the same time i would kind of love belgium to send like a k-pop act like or like some <laughs> other western european country be like we don't know what we're doing but let's do this i was gonna say can <laughs> australia be in asia's eurovision too because i think that I they think would yes. be down okay I, good i think they were like the main yes. organizer and they're like they are totally down to double dip in both <laughs> regular and asian eurovision i'm here for that yeah i love it so Lindsay, how did you get introduced to eurovision like all of my interests it's like camp gold and i think when i first kind of had a friend show me a clip from it i was immediately sold it used to be a lot harder to watch so i Mm -hmm. think of the past few years i've been more into it because logo picked it up and that makes it way more watchable with friends which is like how i mostly like to do it i think i'm less on the build up like you guys do and I more kind of just wait for like the event to happen Mm -hmm. but I will say because I'm going to it this year (laughs) which is very me because I take things way too far like you know just decide to go this is going to be a real game changer in terms of my caring because this is like now I have to care forever like now I'm I'm... (laughs) yeah it's going to be happening around you have you guys ever gone or is it what and are you gonna go this year um yeah so so Mike went last year oh my god it was actually my honeymoon Uh... Oh, no, like he he was fully on board as well. Like, yeah, Ukraine won. We're just like, you know, we both really want to go to Eurovision. And then like, <sighs> we ended up getting married in the meantime. And wow. it's just like, I guess we'll make it our honeymoon. And nobody wanted to go to Ukraine. So it was very easy to get tickets. Uh, but then, <laughs> um, yeah, this this year tickets were a little bit harder to come by. But we are planning on going to this year's contest as oh, well. Man. So, so we'll have to meet up because absolutely. Uh, I'm like so excited. So really what happened was,
was I have a dear friend named Jono who's British, but he always roots for Belgium. He would want me to say that. And mm-hmm. he he always kind of gives me the the behind the scenes stuff that I need to know to really care aside from just listening to the songs. And when Portugal won last year, he texted me like, if you are going to go to Eurovision, it's like now's the best time because Absolutely. you get to go to Portugal. Like you never know when this will happen again because obviously like – I'm very impressed that you went to Ukraine, but like there was no way for me that that was going to happen. And I, who knows who will win next year. And so I was just like, you know what? I can afford this. Like this is the opportunity to go. So that was that was like the reason really, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's just like Portugal is – it was going to be a party no matter what, but it's also the first time that they're hosting because yeah. they've been competing for like 50 years and this is the first time they've won. So it's going to be – like, they're going all out for this one, and I cannot wait to see what I that's going to be wait. like. <laughs> I can't wait. And I just feel like it's – and he said he was like, even if we don't get tickets, it's going to be a party. Like, mm-hmm. it, you'll just – it's just going to be the best time ever. Like, so we are we did get tickets, thank God. I think we're going to one of the semifinals or whatever, and nice. I'm going to try and get press tickets because I'm definitely going to try and, like, really figure that out. But awesome. Uh, either way, I was just like, I'll be so happy to be there. It'll be a vacation. I think Bobby's coming. So, like, oh, cool. it's going to be really fun. <laughs> like, it'll nice. Be great. Yeah, I've, I've got my fingers crossed for, like, a Sweden victory in the next couple years oh. to, to get out there. Because, okay. like, they do it right. I'll yeah. go yes, back. I am, I'll go back for that. Yeah. I, I am holding out. I have not been to one, and I'm holding out for Sweden. I'm, oh, I'm, my I'm God. holding out for a Sweden, or I'm holding out for, like, an Iceland surprise victory one of these years. <gasps> See, like, this is I the love problem. Reykjavik. This is the problem. Like, I'm going to do this, and then every year I'm going to – if it's a good place, I'm going to go. Like, you're in, you're in deep now. Well, also, like, is May not the most perfect time to go on vacation, like, to any of oh, these yeah. places? Like, what it's set up to be the best vacation where you get to go to a party and also be in a beautiful place. So, like, that's why I'm going, really. But I'm also going because I'm passionate about the sport, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Lindsay, you said that's a problem. I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just a nice little segue is that today Eurovision was featured as a category on Jeopardy, and it mostly appeared to feature the most well-known of the past entrants that have won. So you, of course, had an ABBA question. You had a Katrina in the Waves question. You had a, I'm blanking uh, on the rest. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, there you go. And then like a fifth question that we'll never know because it was the 2000 question. They waited until the last minute. So those are all of the like actual notable Eurovision people. Like that's basically the list that's it i think that's it anytime anyone asks me what the deal with eurovision is i'm like oh it's this thing and i say abba i say celine dion and i say and that's it like that's all that i can that's the best examples of why eurovision is anything to to americans you know while i pray that we could one day have eurovision be a thing that we care about in america i somehow doubt it just because i guess logo picking it up would be the closest that we've ever come to people caring but I don't, I don't know. It's such a different vibe. <laughs> it really is a different vibe. And like, really, like, lately, the, the trend seems to be that if you win in your country, you then host the next year, like, which is a nice, yeah. which is like a weird thing. Where it's like, how do I know this person hosting this? Because I don't speak Danish, but they seem very familiar. To, oh, they host, they were the, they were part of the band in 2016. I can't, I'm so impressed with you guys, like, paying so close attention because I wish I could, but I think half the things I just don't understand, like, just inherently because I'm not from any of these countries, you know? A lot of it, like, on Saturday, I was watching Denmark's and then again, trying to figure out who that guy was, and it was just Googling in the moment and being like, oh, okay, that's why. This person has, like, the smallest Wikipedia page, but (laughs) points out that they're hosting this year and they were part of the entry in 2016. Well, there you go. I mean, it just comes flooding back, and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that entry sucked. I could never imagine us entering. That's the problem. And I think if we obviously ever, like, somehow entered, like, Australia, that would rule. But I just, 
I just don't know if we if we'll ever do that. I don't even know how we would do that. I have no clue like what we would send. Like years ago, I was joking that we would send like Kesha and a fifty gallon drum of glitter and and just like sweep. <laughs> I See, mean, I, I think I think we would go the way of the UK, which is that we would like miss the mark every single year somehow. Yeah, like, we would just throw all the darts at the dartboard, and every single one of them misses. Like that's what I think our role would be. And Eurovision already has the UK; they don't need us to do that. The best is if we sent somebody from like The Voice. Like we sent like one of our reality show winners, like mm-hmm. that someone that no one's ever heard of, but somehow represents like the thoughts and minds of America, and th- mm-hmm. like never heard from ever again. And they would definitely not win. You know, like that would be mm-hmm. America's contribution. Yeah, but even then, it probably wouldn't even be the winner of the voice. They'd probably be like, "Nah, I don't want to get a passport." Yeah, Yeah. second runner-up or like the person who got like knocked out by Blake in the like (laughs) knockout rounds or something. Yeah, just not not your top tier voice contestant, like the second tier down. Don't a lot of though contestants come have they have participated on the Voice from across? Oh oh, yeah, like there's like a big trend in the last few years of it either being uh, Britain's Got Talent or Uh, X Factor's big uh, theater program. That is a really good feeder system for for modern Eurovision entry performers. It's great. It's our yeah. regional talent show. I mean, we we do have that now, like this whole system. So I kind of like that because it it does bring it, give it more attention, maybe because more people are watching X Factor than they are Eurovision. Maybe is that mm-hmm. a guess? The neck? I don't maybe. know. I, yeah, I, I just let's let's just send Justin Guarini and just be done with it, right? <laughs> let's just start with him. He's free. Yeah, he's yeah. free. He's free. <laughs> Let's see. So, Lindsay, any questions for us that we can answer for you? I mean, I have so many questions, but let's just let me like give you a very base question, something I think about a lot. As you guys like watch and pay attention to Eurovision, how do you kind of grapple with the vast taste differential between the countries (laughs) that are featured in Eurovision and kind of the taste of those people and your own taste as like American music lovers? I think... There is something that I can't quite get over where I always think I know who should win or who's going to win, but I'm literally so wrong. It's unbelievable every time. And like, I guess it could be frustrating. And I, I, I wonder if you guys kind of grapple with that too. Yeah, I find it an interesting taste differential because I tend to just be very, very curious about pop music and how that whole, like how like modern pop music just sort of works on a base level of how do you write a hit song Mm -hmm. and then like i know that my own taste tends to be a little bit more on like the indie side of pop where i don't always fully understand what's going with top 40 but so eurovision is just sort of another interesting flavor to me of oh this is how people are mixing whatever's going on in pop like a couple years ago, it felt like every other entry had like a dubstep drop. But how how they're mashing that up with their own music traditions and what folk music looks like there. Right. Or the last couple of years, and like especially this year's field, there have been a few countries that have had like borderline country music entries where it's it's sort of an interesting reflection of what I thought of as something that was a very American genre. Yeah. And sort of seeing how that gets interpreted by other nations. That's super interesting. I never thought of it like that. So it's kind of like, what's the most innovative way a country can take their like folk music and turn it into like 2018 bop or something? And that's right. how they're all, that's what they're all doing, I guess. Exactly. And I think like the entries for me that are always my favorites, regardless of whether they win or not, are the ones that seem to do the best job of combining what's going on in pop music now with what are that that nation's traditional sounds or traditional rhythms. Yeah. So like last year... I was super, super happy that Moldova came in third because I really dug that song. Cool. I forgot who I was rooting for last year. Oh, the Romanian yodelers. That was the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's that's a great example. Great is such a weird term when it comes to Eurovision music, but like that's a great example of sort of that mashup of, okay, here's something that's very traditional to this region, yodeling. 
uh, let's mash it up with this sort of kind of beat thing. Also, that song was good. That song mm-hmm. was really fun and like got in your head and like you laughed and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm into it. That is the kind of song that I want from Eurovision. It's like you laugh and then you're like, no, this is a really good song. Yeah. I, I agree with you in principle, Lindsay. I don't agree that that song was good. That song just got stuck in my head and I was like, oh my God, can someone please get this out of my head? No. But in general, yes, I agree with you. Like, I, I really like the camping music. And that's, yeah. I got into Eurovision in 2007 after watching Verica Serduska, who was a drag queen dressed basically in tinfoil. Yeah. And just that sort of ridiculous, I was like, what is this? I need this in my life forever. <laughs> and so that, it, it's, for me, we just don't have that kind of thing in the United States. That sort of, I think in an earlier episode of the podcast, I called it like sincerely cheesy or something like that, mm-hmm. right? That like, you can't make the kind of cheesy stuff that happens at Eurovision if you're trying to make it cheesy, right? You have to, like, sincerely make a thing, and then it just ends up so ridiculous, and you just, like, cannot pinpoint how that happened. (laughs) We're so, I think in the U.S., our taste is that, like, we can't just be silly, we can't just be cheesy, right? Everything has to be kind of serious. Right. Or or when it is cheesy, it needs to be winkingly cheesy. Yes. But, like, like Gangnam Style is, like, the last, like, sincerely cheesy thing that we let get up the charts, right? Like, I'm trying to think of other things that have been, and that had to be imported, too. Like, we didn't even create that ourselves exactly exactly yeah yeah i mean i mean for me it's the stage performances affect me just as much as like the songs do Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm kind of looking at it particularly the sort of constraints that they place on the performance like you can't have more than six people on stage you can't have like children or animals or anything like that so they have to like transform this song into a visual display which is like i think part of the reason why romania's entry was so much fun last year because they had like all of these bright colors and the giant let's yodel sign so in the background so and, and like cannons yeah. for some and reason cannons. yeah cannons that did cannons. not fire confetti which i was I very disappointed about <laughs> so who, they missed an opportunity who do you guys do you guys guys vote as Americans because there's no America in the competition do you always vote for the same countries is it because you're from originally maybe from those countries or do you just vote for your favorite song or the song that best represents Eurovision to you when every year I at least try to do some sort of ballot when I have friends over to watch this for the finals anyways and like I know that at least for me I tend to vote with what songs I like the best and what ones I thought had the best stage presence because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes especially when you're tracking things early in the process something sounds really great in like the final track but it turns out they can't sing at all in the live performance but like a lot of it like I don't really have any any rooting interests in, in the last couple of years I started working for a company that has a couple offices in the Netherlands so like I'm kind of quietly rooting for them to do well so right. that some, at some point I can like get over there and also just do my job that week in general like I've had countries where their pop sensibility tends to match with mine so like Iceland I've really dug the last couple of years so I have countries that I tend to like a lot but yeah. like usually it's just like who has the best song you guys are all rooting for Sweden because you want to go to Sweden which I totally think is a great thing <laughs> too I don't always root for Sweden. I think this year, for me, what happens is there's there's always a song that just like the first time you hear it, I'm like, yes, this song. <laughs> and in 2016, whatever year that was, that Ukraine won, it, Ukraine song like grabbed me. Um, so did the Russian song, which was a very weird tension. Um, last year, Moldova <laughs> song grabbed me. Like uh-huh. this year, there is a song in the Swedish selection process that immediately grabbed me both visually and, and, and the audio of it. So for me, it's just like I don't have a particular nation that I go for, except I try to, I tend to try to root for smaller, the smaller nations because like Sweden can do this because they put so much money into yeah. it. Of course, they're going to come up with an amazing thing. Sweden is basically writing a lot of the other nations songs just because they like a lot right. of pop music right now is coming out of Sweden. 
But also, like, then you hear, like, San Marino every year, and you're like, yo, San Marino, like, has been working. <laughs> like, we definitely need to, like, San Marino needs to win one year soon. I think they all San Marino has eight woman. people, and like, one of, and, like, one of them has to perform every year. And, like, four of them have to be the backup dancers. I know. So that the other two can sit there and vote. When I was watching the Olympics and I was watching the procession, I was like, oh, my God, I knew I know every single Eurovision country. And I only know them because of Eurovision, like 100%. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. were saying during San Marino's part in the Parade of Nations that it's like, oh, it's a country of 34,000 people. Everybody can fit in this stadium. And I was like, oh, and all of them have won. entered Eurovision, which is yeah. thrilling. Yeah. And, and I, I was looking for Valentina. I was looking for her. I yeah. was like, where? She's got to be in this crowd. She's somewhere. also a cross-country skier, it turns out. She's, <laughs> she's, going, she's gunning for the bronze. Um, but yeah, it, it is. Well, and like the, like the most useless skill I think I have is that if, we, if at some point it is, is necessary for somebody to give nations up to 12 points in French, I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll like, come in handy. I, I, one I have day. no other knowledge of French other than these are the countries in Europe, and here is up to the number twelve. I just kind of love, I guess, like the American perspective. We like don't know anything, but like I love that we're uh, practically impartial. So like technically, all of the Europeans, they're like who are watching. It's like a, it's like World Cup. They all have their favorites because it's like inherent to them. It's where they're from, and like they're rooting for their favorites no matter where the song is good or bad. But like you guys are coming in from this being like, no, like we are here to really listen to the song and to to choose who deserves it and that's like that's nice because you you know that's unique and that's like the refreshing thing about coming to something like this from a perspective where you're not also trying to think of okay what countries are we angry at for some reason this year <laughs> although i do i do frequently go no 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 i'm not gonna like the ukraine russia thing i refuse to go for russia because i was like nope ukraine's got to win this year and this year they're full pandering and so we'll see how that goes for them <laughs> Yes, exactly. Ugh, okay, well, I will stop asking you questions because technically I'm a guest on your show, but thank you. No, that's well, no, it, it, no. Is, it is lovely to have the perspective of somebody who has not been watching this for, like, years and years come in and, like, give us some great perspective of, okay, but, like, why are there six people on the stage? Why can't you have eight? <laughs> I mean, these are the – like, I watched Eurovision and I have nonstop questions. And I guess that's kind of why I love it so much because it, it feels like something so new and a place that I've truly never been and will never go and never fully understand. And I think I, like, respect that. Because I, as somebody who tries to know – be a know-it-all about everything culture-related, it's like I know that I will never be an expert. But, like, I'm here to just enjoy it for what it is, you know? Thank you for joining us. And <laughs> yeah. let's – but, yeah, let, let's dig into, like, what happened in the last couple weeks. Yeah, so Malta, okay, Malta's another one of those small sort of underdog countries we can root for. They had their national selection process wrap up this past week, and they do do a national selection. It's not an internal selection, 50-50 jury and televote combination. They very originally call their process Malta Eurovision Song Contest. My main takeaway from watching this is that they need to have a semifinal because there were 16 entries in the final. <laughs> There are 16 entries, and, like, it's one of the nations where they don't just, like, set aside a dedicated hour and a half of TV time for this. So it would be, okay, here's two ads for diamonds, and then a song. And then two ads for chocolate, and then a song. And, like, while the songs are running, there is, like, a, an ad on the bottom half of the screen. It was very refreshing, having gotten used to, like, the Swedish process where just everything just happens in 90 minutes. Okay, but Ben, Malta also has to pay the bills. So. They do. Yeah, but it's a problem when in paying the bills, the jingle for the supermarket chain is better than the five entries that preceded it. <laughs> 
I mean, maybe Malta just needs some like primetime TV. This is just all they have, so they're putting all of their advertising dollars into the Malta Eurovision Song Contest. You know, maybe. But like, I kept trying to click away the ad at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Again, it was just like a refreshing change of pace from like your Swedens or your Denmarks. But again, like I just want, uh, I want a semifinal just because there were sixteen entries and like only three of them were good. So the song that they picked, it's um, sung by Christabel Borg and it's called Taboo. The sort of performance of it reminded me of a couple of things of Azerbaijan a couple of years had a man in a glass box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was Hold Me, I think, was the name of that song. Yep. And then Sweden also had Popular. <laughs> um, oh, Eric Which was, yes, exactly. Another sort of man in a sort of glass box. It had sort of that 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 visual component. It was okay, I guess, it as felt, far as Eurovision goes. I don't know if it, y'all have strong feelings this about felt this felt su- like, melody-wise, yeah. felt super, super Eurovision, but just, to just jump on, like, the people in a box thing, like, that felt like some sort of weird America's Next Top Model challenge. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, like Absolutely. just, like, 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 just after the performance is done, Tyra is going to talk to the girls about, about proper smizing. Yeah, I didn't like this. <laughs> she was, like, very basic. Like, her voice wasn't really special. The song was fine, I guess, but and but I also, the concept of the song was very strange. I don't know if you guys, like, listen to that. We're just like, what was the concept here of the song? I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell I you. Yeah. The particular joy of, like, listening to, to a song sung by someone where you're very confident that English is not their first language, nor the songwriters. Right. And taboo is such a specific word that I wonder if yeah. it translated correctly or means the same thing in a way i i I mean which could we could be misunderstanding what they're trying to say about the word taboo to them but i don't know if it means what they think it means in english well yeah like they're like the the overlays on like the screen were clearly going for like some sort of positivity thing we're all one which is a very eurovision topic to go for I think I would have liked this song if it was in their language, which I think I always tend to say, even though I mm-hmm. think I want it in English. But then I kind of listen to it and I'm like, this dis- is distracting because it's in English and I'm trying to listen to words and not really understanding what you're saying. So, And, and I think the point at which we're debating as to whether we have the same definition of a word is at the point at which we're like, no, this is just not a good song, <laughs> right? Right. Um, it's just not going to be a good entry. I'm less interested in talking about that song, though. Then um, I want to talk about a different song. Yes. Thank God Ben pointed out to us. This is like the only thing that I remember from watching the Maltese final was just this song. Because yes. these, these lyrics are these lyrics are why I started watching the national finals. Because <laughs> I got the lyrics wrong. I got the mo- lyrics mostly right. So the, the lyric in particular that I really like is, Because your watch can only tell the time. Beautiful, you're a pack of wolves with a heart of gold. You gotta know that you're beautiful. Feel your back up, like a wrecking ball. Your new 
that's pretty good, honestly. <laughs> that, like, that's great. Well, my, like, my favorite thing is, like, the chorus is, like, this sort of one direction don't you know that you're beautiful? But then it takes a real hard left turn to, you're a pack of wolves with the heart of gold. This is this meme where you translate into Google, translate something, and then you translate it back, and it comes back all wackadoo. Like, this is what, this yes. is the meme. It's great. <laughs> well, but, okay, but the, when I heard the lyrics, I thought the lyric that was... That jerk won't get you laid tonight. Like, I thought she was, like, calling your watch a jerk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I can get with, like, this I like. This oh, no. I can, oh, no, that's not what she's saying. Okay, Ryan, that doesn't make any sense. How could that be a Eurovision lyric? <laughs> we, uh, look, I, you, you all have seen my progression from, like, what are these lyrics to, like, it's Eurovision. What are these lyrics? <laughs> You guys uh, can't get too jaded. That's the problem in, in yeah. this, uh, this journey <laughs> you're true. taking. You can't get jaded. That is the problem is we have spent too too long in the monkey house and somebody needs to come in and remind us that it stinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty ridiculous. But no, I'm just, I'm just going to change my Twitter bio to a pack of wolves with a heart of gold. That's beautiful. Because like, yeah, like, because that little nugget of gold in what is otherwise just a real weird song. It's also just like the song as a whole. It's like this, the stuff you're wearing won't get you laid. But so if you are yourself, you'll get laid. That's and then you're also wolves. Is that I guess yeah. it kind of makes also sense. you are a pack of wolves. <laughs> yeah. It tracks. <laughs> that makes sense. There were yeah, like I was just very sad when I found out that this one did not win because it's just like I need to hear this lyric sung to all of Europe. <laughs> this was one of three good songs in the field of sixteen, which is just like oh, it got lost in the shuffle between like all of the endless endless ballads that you kind of expect from malta i mean that's kind of why i'm a little bit on board with the song that ended up winning because it's just so different from what malta has sent like this is nothing like that of course they're in sort of the round of death a semi-final so like they're not going to get anywhere with it (laughs) sorry malta (laughs) sorry not sorry just to remind people, the the way that the two semifinals have shaken out this year is that it like one of the semifinals seems to have a bunch of the smaller nations that generally usually get swamped out by like your Norways, your Swedens, your etcs, and like one semifinal is all of them. And unfortunately, Malta has landed in the all of them one. Oh, so is it just by chance that this happens? That they picked it by chance. Obviously, they do like a lottery. They separate them into like pots of five nations, and then do oh. do essentially a lottery draw. So Malta's screwed because it's against like Sweden, Norway, all of them. Well, I mean, they're yes. not necessarily screwed because we're very early in the selection right. process. But also, they are a smaller nation that does not necessarily have the the alliances or the voting <laughs> patterns. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it's very Survivor. It's very, yeah, I love it. who, who are your friends? <laughs> Who's voting for Malta? Somebody needs to, like, team up with Malta. Like, that's so depressing. I forget, does Cyprus like Malta still or not? Uh, ooh, no, Cyprus oh, I mean, and Greece are, are buddy buddies. Yeah, Cyprus they, and Greece love each other. This is why Eurovision Malta, rules. Malta in the UK. Malta in the UK, I think, are, are friends. That's right. The, this is right. the number one reason why Eurovision rules. Like, forget the songs. Yeah. This is why it rules. It's like, it's amazing. It's like geopolitics. I, lear- I learned so much. <laughs> I love it. I feel pretty confident saying that Malta is screwed. I mean, you yep. may not, but I do. Well, well, I mean, I feel very confident in saying that because they didn't pick uh, a pack of wolves with a heart of gold. Mm. That's right. Poor Christabel Borg. Good name. Yep. yep. Yeah. Also, within the last couple of weeks, Switzerland finally picked their entry, which we chatted about their stuff a few weeks ago and were largely unimpressed by all six of their entries. I wasted two hours of my Saturday afternoon watching their final, trying to figure out which one was going to win. It was like, I got it. I've got it figured out. They're going to pick the one that seemed kind of like Sean Mendez. And then, as is always the case with what I'm very confident about, Eurovision was completely wrong. Uh, they picked Zibs and Stones. We're so afraid we away. 
What's a life worth? We're so free. Repeat the mistake. Just to confess with the lies and the face of facts. Different but the same attack. No, I ain't throwing stones. No, I ain't throwing stones. Happiness and lost in the This is bad too. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, it's this is bad. But she's wearing leather pants. I mean, my notes of this are like, ooh, leather pants, and it's lots uh, of like, like there's pieces of the song that seem like they're things I would really love, but they just don't work. Right. Together. It's it, they chose every song trend and like mushed it together. But also, mm-hmm, I yes. don't know if you guys felt this way too. She mumbles, maybe because it's not her native language, she mumbles all the words, so it's impossible to hear what she is saying for the whole song, basically, aside from the chorus. Yeah, so for me, this kind of falls into, like, a weird subgenre that, like, there's at least one or two songs every year that sounds like the theme song to, like, some really crappy TV show that and like for this one I like actually kind of started plotting it out in my head where it's like okay this is kind of in the like sexy mystery in Toronto category and like the idea that I originally had was that it was going to be like Angie Harmon starring as like a urologist that solves mysteries and it's like a urologist because of like kidney stones so like going with that but it's like no 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 I I can't picture Angie Harmon as a doctor but maybe maybe she like runs a detective agency with her like ex-husband so this is like like they're both bones, named Stone. But about stones, is that what you're trying yeah. to say? Okay. Yeah, they're both named Stone, and they and like they kept their names even after the divorce. Okay, and like there's like the Willie or won't they? And yeah, and it would you, be on USA. Yeah. You have gone way further than I did in my notes, Mike, but I was going down like a very similar path of oh, this is the song that ABC uses in like their their Shondaland <laughs> Wednesday yes. night promo music where it's like in the, in the background of like what's happening this week on Scandal and how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. I think I would watch like 25 episodes of each of these before giving up forever, but that's a lot of yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's like a but solid a full Netflix season. binge. Sure, but like yeah. these are the shows that go on for 45 seasons, so I would only be watching like 5% of the full show. But you'd hear that same 30 seconds <laughs> of this song. And then I would love it, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the folding laundry, like it's it's perfect for that. So. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, no, and like you, you would hear that song to the point where like you put it in your cart on on itunes but you'd never actually buy it (laughs) but you thought about it i would hear it in a Dwayne reed and be like oh i love this song (laughs) years later (laughs) is what would happen probably but yeah that was the swiss final which again like a couple weeks ago you're like these are pretty these are pretty met and as it turns out yes yes they are the UK recently made their pick called Eurovision You Decide. I would hope that the UK would have learned something from France's mistake. They did not. They did not learn anything from France's mistake. Ben and Mike talked about this uh, pretty extensively on last week's mini episode, so I won't go too deeply into, into this, except to say that the person who won is Suri. She is singing Storm. I still believe in chasing rainbows. Storms don't lie. We can hold our hands together through this storm, oh, oh, through this storm, oh, oh. Storms don't last forever, forever, remember. 
which is a song that Ben almost picked. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, I'm I'm so mad at myself because during the recording of last week's episode, when we were discussing who we thought was going to win, I sort of went with what ended up being the party line of saying, oh, it's going to be this one. But in my heart, I was like, well, it, it I think it's going to be Suri. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say that. And then, like, just like jokingly at about, probably about like three p.m. So about the time that they're actually picking over in the UK, just had like a really jokey thought of, wouldn't it be funny if this one won? So thanks to the power of the secret guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> this is the second time you've done that, Ben. You did this in the Swedish uh, semifinal, the first semifinal for Melody Festival when we were watching. We'll get into that in a later episode, but. You did that recently. But apparently, well. this is how the secret works in my life, so I'm just going to start making a vision board. <laughs> a Eurovision board? <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, repeated exposure to this song, but, like, the more I listen to it, the more I'm willing to fight for it, which is terrible and does not say great things about my taste level. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're just going the way of, of Electro Velvet again, which is that, like, really terrible blackface song from U- the UK a couple of years ago that you were, like, all for. Like, you got where, into where, it. Where right? it's like, this like, isn't that bad, guys. And you're like, Ben, the, the guy's doing, like, 19. 19- 20s scat singing, which for a white dude is not great. No, um, and it, it was bad scat. I mean, it wasn't even good scat. Just to have like a minute where I get all of like my defenses of the song out, so that I never get to say them again. So I will argue that this chorus of the of the songs that they had was like super memorable. Like in the video that we linked to, you can hear the people in the crowd already singing along with the chorus. I was just like walking around town this weekend, and like what popped into my head? This stupid song's chorus. Oh no. Yeah. You're screwed. Yeah. You are screwed. I mean, if nothing else, the UK seems to be banking on your mom's ability to mistake Surrey for Annie Lennox. <laughs> that's a good that's a good comparison. That's actually flattering. That's the first flattering thing I could say of her. That's good, I guess. Well, yeah, so... is that like if you squint your ears, it kind of sounds like Annie Lennox? <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know I don't know if y'all did any research into her, but I did not know. So this is interesting, Lindsay, because you were talking about your friend in the UK who um, goes for Belgium yes. a lot. Suri was one of the backup singers and a dancer for Belgium in 2015. Of course. God. And she was the musical director for Belgium last year. Are there year. only five people in the world that get to participate in Eurovision? <laughs> apparently. Apparently. So so this is so this is a woman who has some Eurovision experience. I'm not a big fan of this song. I don't I don't think it's the worst song. I don't like the way the verses transition into the chorus. I think at the end of the verse she builds up a lot of momentum and then sort of kills it all at the beginning of the chorus. So there, I think there's some structural issues there. I don't think it's the worst song ever. I don't think it's a good song. I think, once again, just like France did, we have, in particular, a black woman who had an amazing song and sort of got beaten by a white woman with a somewhat boring song. France did the exact same thing a couple weeks ago, which I'm not real thrilled about. I'm glad that you guys agree with me that UK has bad taste (laughs) and always enters bad people. Because it's just bad. Last week, I was trying to do a deep dive for our little mini-sode about the UK's choices and like every time I was like, okay, here is clearly where they've hit the bottom of the barrel. I found a new, pl- I found a new low. It's just like unbelievable to me, considering that like there's good UK singers and songwriters in the United States on the charts, and like I don't know where they're picking from. Like I wish it would be amazing if they pick somebody who could eventually cross over, like someone who could be big in, in the United States and on the pop charts and whatever. Because there's plenty of singers, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. plenty. So. It can, it's just kind of a bummer. And also, I think I'm just forever against slow songs. I think I've just decided this as you guys were talking that, like, I'm forever biased against ballads. I always want a Fair. dance hit. Always. 
I'm I'm the same, and like I still don't like this song. I I won't relitigate everything that I said last time. But yeah. what I did enjoy on Suri's Instagram, uh, she had a picture of herself outside of the BBC, and she's be like, "I'm stuck here until May, yay!" So it's like, all right, you kind of <laughs> that kind of won me over. Not completely disappointed with this choice. I also guess I'm kind of surprised that the UK is even in Eurovision because it just seems like they separate themselves. So I'm surprised they are still in the game, you know? Well, and they're ponying up the big bucks too, right? They're one of the big five who like make the contest happen. So I don't... Weird, right? Yeah. It may just be something they're resigned to at this point. Okay, fine. We will give it the money (laughs) and we'll send somebody and we're going to come in like 20th place. Right. I mean, didn't Katie Price Jordan win one year? Isn't she... Is she Eurovision related? Enter? Didn't she enter? Who's... I... Do you know what I'm talking about? No? Okay. I I, I do not recall. (laughs) But that, it's entirely in the realm of possibility. I might be wrong. Maybe she entered, maybe she's, maybe I'm mixing up Big Brother and Eurovision, which could be very (laughs) (laughs) That should be a celebrity Big Brother challenge. It really is. Like, the winner of the challenge gets immunity, second place gets to go to Eurovision. I mean, like... I mean, if you listen to Who Weekly a little bit, when we talk about British people and things, I'm mostly just obsessed with British people who are only famous in England, but they're very famous. They are not famous in the United States. So Eurovision is in that realm, but so is Celebrity Big Brother Mm -hmm. and and, uh, The Only Way is Essex and kind of these random tabloid people who you'll never hear of. But everyone in England is like, oh, my God, Gemma Collins, like, I love her or I hate her or whatever. And and so this definitely falls in that category. So I'm like passionate about I hope there's crossover, you know, I'm sure there will (laughs) be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Jedward, who represented yes! Ireland yes! Uh, a couple times. Like, didn't they? Did they win their season of Celebrity Big Brother? I think they. I, came, I, I know they went pretty far. I think they came in second, and they're weirdly best friends with Tara Reid. Like, these are the people I want. What? Like, I want. I love them. <laughs> I did not know that. That's brilliant. I, I did not know that, but like, I just immediately just accepted it as fact. Yes. Like, yep, that just makes sense. Like, good yep. friends. Yep. Like, repeatedly show up in her Instagram. Yeah, like, <laughs> if this is true, this is also true. So yeah, I I, I hope for Eurovision for, to give it more. You know, play it. They cross over. I want more crossover between Eurovision and other like tabloid things from across the globe. Yeah, so uh, Denmark probably won't be working toward that goal. <laughs> they had their national final this past weekend, their Dansk Melodi Grand Prix. There are 10 songs. Three of them made it to the superfinals. And the one that won was Rasmussen's Higher Ground. which I described as Les Mis only with Vikings. Like and my, that seems to be like the general consensus. Like and, my, my, my notes yeah. were, were, were Jared Leto does Les Mis, but I'm basically on board. This rules. I'm, I support this. <laughs> this was great. For, for me, like this song, it sounds like one of those like Disney movie pump you up songs. Mm-hmm. Like, like the two that I wrote in my notes were like, I'll make a man out of yes. you from Mulan or I am Moana from Moana. <laughs> The song's about surrendering, so it's this weird, like, yes, I'm really excited to not fight and to give up. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I love the song and it's actually going to be the theme song for the D&D character that I just built a couple weeks ago <laughs> nice. that I'm very excited about. Uh. Um, I love this. I It, it represents so everything good. to me that I like. It's Camp Game of Thrones. I know so many people who, if they were like, why are you into Eurovision? This would be the song I would send them. I'd be like, this is for you. You would love this. And I, and I like, I love it. It's great. It's like the replacement song for Romania's song two years ago that got disqualified that was basically called Drogo in with a, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. like dancing and twirling and Perfect. doing ballet on stage. This is on trend. It seems like it's my turn to be contrarian on this one, which like Denmark is usually one of my favorite countries because I seem like I seem to have very similar pop sensibilities and like watching this year's crop, I was like, these are the finalists. Oh. The two that I liked were one that didn't make the their so that what they do is they have ten songs and then everybody performs. They do a round of voting, and then the top three get to perform again, and then they do a round of voting just on those three. One of the ones I really liked, uh, Angels for My Battlefield, didn't even make the final three. And then the other one I liked, and I was hoping was going to take it, was Starlight, which was like this relatively cute number, or it was like a girl and a ukulele. A bedazzled ukulele. Oh <laughs> a bedazzled ukulele. But like it, so- it somehow was not all New Girl, even though that description sounds like very much like something weird that would happen to Jess on New Girl. I would watch that episode. Yeah, I, would, I would also watch that episode. <laughs> sounds good. I'm really curious to see what the reception is going to be for Denmark's entry. Like, I like that it's kind of on theme for what Portugal is doing with the whole all aboard and ships and all of that. Oh, good point. Yeah. It's very, it's very on brand with boats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And really, I think this is going to be a cool stage performance. Like, that's going to be a lot of fun to see live. At the same time, this song is way too goofy to be taken seriously. So, yeah, I I, I don't know where I'm going to land on this one. Yeah, I just love it. It's campy for me. But that means you're right. It's not going to win. I'm like, I love it. It's not going to win because I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I already know. All right. And then the last one that got selected over the weekend was Italy's. They had their marathon uh, San Remo music festival. And the winners for that one, let me see if I can get this right. Ermel Meta e Fabrizio Moro with Non Mi Avete Fato Niente. I totally butchered that. Uh, it, it felt close. It was close. Have it, uh, yeah, it was close, close enough for our show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm normally a huge fan of Italy, just kind of based on their process and just the sort of heavy vetting each of these, uh, each of their entries go through. I think San Remo is what Eurovision sort of sprung from. It's- yeah, yeah, it was, it was that format, but... I'm not sure what I think about this song. I have two notes about this song. Mm-hmm. One is, I do not like anything about this song. <laughs> <laughs> cool, a, cool. B. Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Number two is, it is literally the same song as that other song. So, can, okay. can someone talk about the controversy with this song well, a little bit? Sure. Can so we th- come back to that quick, because like my, my, my notes are also, why is this so wordy? How did this win? <laughs> How is this going to turn into a three-minute version? Yeah, so what happened was uh, earlier this week there was a controversy about this song uh, being disqualified from the festival because it was very similar to the entry Silencio from the 2017 Youth San Remo Festival. Non mi avete tolto niente, 
non avete avuto niente questa è la mia vita che va avanti oltretutto ed oltre la gente non mi avete tolto niente non mi avete fatto niente Yeah, I mean, I feel like the difference is the difference between Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure, right? Like, I feel like this, like, they are basically Vanilla Ice in this scenario where they're trying to, like, explain what's different about their song, and it's it's the same song. Like, there are some very minor, not that noticeable differences, but, like, I listened to the first 30 seconds or a minute of the two of them back-to-back, and I was like, that's the same If song. you're going to rip off a song, don't rip off a bad song. It's like, what a bummer. Right. Yo, like, yeah. there, aren't there plenty, like old songs you could rip off to like redo it's like lana ripping off radiohead which you know i don't believe but let's just say it she did like she picked a great song and made a great song this is like a bad song coming from a bad song which is just a bummer i mean i i do dig that like like again my notes have having listened to silencio were okay this totally rips off silencio like down to the feeling of being like firmly reprimanded by someone for something i did (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Like, I just feel like I'm listening to someone sternly lecture me after getting caught, like, shoplifting at Target. It's also very redundant. Like, I think in the first minute and a half, you get basically two musical ideas. That's it, right? Not just, like, verse and chorus, but, like, inside the verse, there is one bar or two bars that just repeats and repeats and repeats. And in the chorus, there's two bars that repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And the challenge here also is this song is three minutes and 30 seconds, so it's going to need to lop off 30 seconds. And it's a completely full 3.30, so I'm not even sure how they're going to be able to chop this down and make it anything more palatable. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad, too, because Italy was doing so well in recent years. Totally agree with you guys that this feels so different from what they've sent in past years, because they usually go very, very melodic, and they, they have like a very rich history of music to pull from. And we've got sort of this anti-war screed that feels very punk, but like in a very non-Eurovision way. I feel like Lady Gaga would have entered for them if they asked. Like, I don't understand why no one asked Lady Gaga if she would enter Eurovision for Italy. <laughs> She's like down. <laughs> she would totally do yeah. it. She's like, sure, I've got nothing going on the next next four months. I'm this good. is the kind of like route that would actually be great for her <laughs> to do really do a new to really pivot into this and lean on it so i mean i'm just saying like if if celine dion can enter for what switzerland what right yeah and yes. lady gaga yeah. can definitely do italy she loves italy so on the other hand i feel like that was proto celine so we would need like proto gaga oh like okay well <laughs> it was celine but it was 80s celine. you're right i just more mean like lady gaga loves being an italian woman and i just feel like she would really like appreciate this opportunity to do something truly authentic maybe she could reprise that character that she did Joe oh my god Joel calderoni would be a perfect entry for eurovision you're so correct what's funny is like that like i'm making a joke but i'm not but like that's that taste level that she did when she revealed that character is eurovision taste level so that would kill mm-hmm. you know italy has had such like interesting entries that haven't necessarily always been good but have at least felt much more melodic than this and much more musical yeah i'll be curious to see if they stick with this song like i mean they still have the option to change up the song like just get a completely different one in there uh with the same artist right Right. yeah they they did that like a few years ago i think where they had they kept the artists and just had them switch up the song and yeah that seems like a really neat solution to to fix this is that well we can't really do anything with this one do you guys got anything else i mean particularly if like the Eurovision people are just like, yeah, this song's a little too close to this other one. San Remo may not have disqualified it, but I could see Eurovision raising a stink. 
Wait, so there's still an opportunity for it to change? It's not like set in stone? The Italian selection process, um, the winner has the option to commit to Eurovision, but they don't have Ooh. to. Um, yeah, so it's it's like that's traditionally who goes. Well, yeah, and I think for the most part, like up until like mid-March, really, you can sort of tweak and play around with stuff, but but you do have to like have your final submission. Interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, so Lady Gaga has a chance is what you're saying. She does. Well, Joe, yes, Joe, Joe Calderon. Great, Joe Calderon. Yeah. Yes. Great. Joe Calderon has a chance. <laughs> okay, good. Great. This is Italy's B team. It's great. Oh, I'm excited for Israel. Israel always has good ones. Israel is like, they're fun. They have fun. Yeah, I've not been following their rising star process this year, but Ooh. I watched the American version. It was a lot of fun. And even though I was the only person who watched it, <laughs> Josh Groban is a lovely host. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, the interesting thing this year is there are two women who are finalists in Israel, so they oh, might cool. finally have a woman wow. come out of this process as the winner, which would be really exciting and a change of pace. So Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see also how Croatia follows up their entry from last year, which was an entry that I hated, 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 hated the recording of, and then saw it live and was like, oh, I get it. This is actually the spirit of Eurovision. Wait, which right? will Croatia, you remind me which Cro- it was, what it was? Yes, Croatia was Jacques Hudek, my friend. My friend. My friend. Oh, right. <laughs> he, was, he was the guy who was like saying out of the two sides of his mouth, on one side of his body, he was like rock star, <gasps> and the other side, he was opera. That yeah. <laughs> That yeah, like I just remember I could not take that song seriously until I like, couldn't either until it got performed yeah. and like the performance was so over the top that I finally got it. Right. That's yes. great. I mean that's great because like, you said that the him. stage like one of you said the stage performance is so important, but that and that's wonderful because it's like you like that is what it leaned on was that performance that you finally understood, which is And he was great. just so charming that you just like you could not help but fall in love with him. And like I actually could not listen past the first 20 seconds to the recording. Every single time he would come in with a second voice, I would like <laughs> slam it off. Oh, oh yeah, same. Like, I can't same, do where I just like, I, I got through the first, the first listen just by just like grit <laughs> and then like could not get through it again. And now. And he plays like what, like top 15 or something or maybe even close to top. Like he did very like, well. He did well. Yeah, and I was surprised. Like, it was the home audience that, like, gave him all of his points, not the juries, and I thought it would have been the other way around. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. So ho- hopefully Croatia has a good follow-up for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. This weekend, uh, Belarus will be having their national final, and Montenegro will be having theirs as well. Not really anything to report on that. I mean, I feel like we talked about no. Belarus a couple weeks ago being, like, somebody was accusing things of being rigged. And in, yeah. fair, in, in fairness, in Belarus, they kind of tend to be rigged. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But that's what makes them fun. I like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I like fun. Belarus. They play yeah. to win. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's every, I love it. I love there's, like, conspiracies in different countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's great. And there's, yeah, just some people get really into the whole alliances thing <sighs> and artists accusing other artists of having things in the bag and being rigged. Yeah, it's, it's very... Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Montenegro, oh, like, did they send space last year? That yep, was, yeah. that was them. Okay, I couldn't remember yep. if, that was, if that was them or Macedonia. <laughs> that one was one, though, where it was the opposite of sort of Jacques Houdac, where the the promo video for it was so spectacular, and then the stage performance was so anemic that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I now understand why this is not getting through to the finals. Yeah, and he almost made it onto UK X Factor this past season. 
Like oh, wow. he got he got all the way to judges' houses, I think, and then got wow. cut. Yeah. Well, no. why do you pay attention to these things? <laughs> I follow the blogs. That's, okay? you know? That's a good question to ask on this podcast specifically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this place is like, why are you continuing to follow his career after? What, what like, kind this was of the are you? This was yeah. the acme of his career. Yeah. Why are you? I'm shocked you guys have time uh, well, to pay attention to anything in the United States with what you're with what you have on your plate elsewhere. Just saying, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm very excited to see the Aero Nero guy from a couple of years from oh, 2012. Yeah. I want to say this guy that did this terrible, this terrible rap that was basically just like words strung together and monetary breakdance in there yeah. somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> um, he is competing with a woman who's competed on some reality singing shows and she does like weird covers of old songs like i don't know what her shtick is but it'll be interesting to see they are competing together as part of the the montenegro selection process so i would love to see him again i kind of i still every time i need a laugh sort of go back to that entry because it's bad but in a good way yeah and his name is rambo amadeus yes that's (laughs) that it's all there on the tin you know it really really is it really is so we got those two and then just like another nine other things going on on montenegro i think is the only one that's on saturday and yeah it's just all semifinals and qualifying heats and way too much pop music but it's all it's all in our spotify which is really confusing to listen to say, bless you for tracking that all and putting a playlist together (laughs) i think that about covers it for this week Lindsay. thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me i learned so much and gave nothing back so (laughs) no 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 no. you offered valuable perspective if you compared to those of us who have have watched this for far too long and no longer can tell what is good and what is bad i am so excited to go this like really helps me really get amped because like i'm so gonna learn i have to listen to your podcast for the next like what how many weeks months oh my god perfect yeah (laughs) it's coming up it's only like 10 weeks away i'm so excited (laughs) it's gonna be amazing it is is. (laughs) that's going to do it for this episode of the euro what thanks for listening the EuroWhat podcast is a production of WhatElseIsOn.tv. Our Eurovision News and Research Division specialists are Ryan Brazell, Mike McComb, and Ben Smith. Special thanks to Lindsay Weber for joining us this week. Be sure to check out her podcast, Who Weekly, at whoweekly.us. Follow our coverage of the 2018 Eurovision Song Contest at our website, eurowhat.com. You can also catch us on social media at EuroWhat on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at whatelseison.tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. While you add the subscription, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. We'll be back with more Eurovision updates next week.